Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. everybody hey good morning everybody i gotta put on my voice too <laughs> is that your radio good voice morning. that's my radio voice i've never morning, heard your radio man. voice before it hurts, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. I, I didn't even know you had a radio voice i don't have one it's uh it's de- december 1st it is yeah yeah i how about that i woke up and plowed just you know i did too to solidify that it's december 1st so I had I'm that, tired. Yeah. I'm ready to go back that, to bed already. It's better than waking up plowed. Like those okay. Two, okay. Two different things. Chad. Just saying. Yes, it is. <laughs> I woke up plowed and then had to plow. So yeah. I'm just kidding. No. Well, but one you, of the, the cool thing plowed, today, plowed. the uh, snow plow guy came by, and I thought for sure he was going to burn me. But whatever he did with his blade, because he saw me out there, and I was giving him a little bit of stank eye, and, uh, and he just kind of pushed it to where he didn't burn huh. me somehow. I don't know how. But it was fantastic. Well, then he's talented. <coughs> really you need talented. to send him the yeah. mic. Yeah. My neighborhood. It was a blessing because I did not. Because my dude does more. not care. Yeah. He <laughs> goes about as yeah. fast as he can down that road, and yeah. he it, it just tumbles the biggest. Yeah. Most packed, messed up burn. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> but today, maybe because I was out there, I don't know. But I really appreciated mm. not not getting burned who's, in. That who's was got nice. some little video games going? Oh, my, that was my phone ring. Someone's calling me that oh. doesn't know that we're podcasting. Do they know it's Christmas? How I, don't, I don't know. It's it's that's a pretty good title. Right. It's, a pretty good title. <laughs> it's a work call, so I'll have to call them back later and I'll ask them if they know. It's Only Christmas. people that are older than thirty-five might get it. Today we're going to talk about feeding the world. Is that no. feed the world? No, that's it. Can was good. The next part. Whoa. I don't really remember it. No. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. <laughs> Do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> Do you want to hear my singing all? voice? Yeah, Chad? yeah. Well, I don't have one. Hit it. Those the voices I can't, today. I can't even fake that one. <laughs> hey, by the way, before I forget, if, in case you missed it last week, we said we weren't going to do the podcast because of Thanksgiving, and then we ended up doing an extra edition uh, that you might no, not even know exists. Special edition. Special edition. So, special edition. so why, why? Extra did, special why edition. Why did we call it a special edition? Because it was on a Wednesday, and it was more to do with just turkey talk than really any kind yeah. of theological it's a talk. special subject matter. So it was special because it was non-theological. Well, it was banter heavy, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess we didn't have to call it a special edition. Well, that's edition. really the first question, is how did your turkeys <laughs> turn? <laughs> yeah. Were they good? Oh, did yeah, you eat yeah. them? Your picture, dude, that you sent of yours looked like some kind of mutant <laughs> coming out of the sea it to did. kill it everybody. So the way that, that you guys both – yours, the, your spatchcock turkey looked like a regular turkey. It didn't Perfect. look like it was spatchcock at oh, all. It, it, looked, was. It, was, it, was, it was big and tall. And beautiful. The way that I look at it, Just it was beautiful, it. beautiful. But, it, but it didn't look like you actually laid it flat. Bro, so I the tried. point of spatchcocking is – and so if you turn the legs yeah. out, yeah. you can lay it absolutely flat. They were kind of and out. That, that's what you were – the picture of mine, I'd already yeah. cut the legs off and the thighs. But uh, but that's the that's the point of the spatchcock is the flatness of the cooking. Yours was just butterballed up. So like I cut out one. the spine, <laughs> no prob. It wasn't flattened out. I Grandma like Ruby's like uh, bone cutters from like 1900 did the trick. <laughs> worked so good, dude. Nice. And uh, yeah, cut that thing out and then slam down the breasts. Like heard him crack. Yeah, and that was it, it, man. Threw it on. Yeah, yeah. He's catching the legs out. It gets, it gets did a it seem better? Flat. Did it seem better than normal? Uh, well, no, because. Again, the rotisserie is amazing. Yeah, but it was it was good because it's a bigger turkey. We can actually make a bigger turkey 
better. We yeah. couldn't do that in the rotisserie. Right. So I thought the flavor, we would do it again. The flavor was great, but it was mine was pretty dry. Ours was pretty salty. Yeah. Like I'm a salt guy. We've established that before. Uh, even for me, so we didn't we didn't wash all the brine off. It was yeah. a dry brine, not a wet one. And we didn't get it all off, and so it was hardcore. But it was like good, dude. It was yeah. it, it tasted really good. Nice. I, yeah. I, th- I may have overdone it on the compound butter. If if you can overdo it on compound butter, yeah, I, I, I used a lot of compound butter, and so the turkey was it was juicy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I, I had the probe in there to sense the temperature, but it it's got to one sixty five. I pulled it, and but it was relatively dry. Really? So yeah. You White win some. You win some. You lose one. White yeah. meat. Dry. Yeah. All of it was <clears throat> a bit on the dry side. Yeah. Hmm. I'm normally not, not a big fan of dark meat, but the the dark meat this year was pretty good. Well, I, I liked it. In case uh, you missed out on last week, if, there's more of this, yeah. so that, that's what you what missed out on. What if it's good every year and you just don't try it every year? That's a possibility. <laughs> I tried it a long time ago and it wasn't good. Okay, but I had it again. I had it this year after a long hiatus from dark meat and yeah. like it'll eat. All in all, we had a great Thanksgiving. Good. Though, so yeah. that was good. So now that we're done with Thanksgiving and it went good for all of us, now we we get to look forward to Christmas. That's the next. That's next. We're going to talk yeah. a little bit yeah. about <clears throat> this today. Um, actually, we're going to do something that we usually don't do this year as a church. Yeah, we're going to actually acknowledge Advent, and um, we don't usually. Actually, we haven't really done that, and we'll we'll get to why soon. <laughs> <laughs> I shared but, a, I shared a meme with you guys last week, and it, it was Ed Stetzer that posted this thing that said, uh, "Today is the first Sunday of Advent, or as Baptists call it, Sunday." Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not Baptists, but we've never made a huge deal of I it. I feel like because yeah. we have a Lutheran in our midst that we're yeah. going to try it this year. Yeah, like, that's really what it is. But we'll we'll come back to that. So what what is we, Advent? We did miss it by oh. a week, also in fairness to the Lutheran. But you know, here here we are. It works out with the <laughs> preaching, though. So. Yeah, it works out. Right. So that's, that's all that matters is was, our convenience. It was intentional. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is Advent? Some people, I'm sure everyone's heard the word. If people grew up in church, especially, they've heard the word. People may not know exactly right. what it means or what it is, though. So let's so just start a, there. A coming. Right? Yeah, arrival or coming. Arrival or coming. There yeah. you go. Of of uh, the. I looked up the technical one is of a noble person Ooh. or thing or ah. event, the the coming of a noble person or thing or event. So it's it's kind of a a waiting, I think, uh, <coughs> is how how it's been said. Uh, and 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 therein kind of lies the problem is it's it's really not a waiting for us. Unless, we're, we're unless, in, unless, unless you're talking about the, the second advent. We're in between the okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, what we would say. I, I can get down with that. Yeah. I can get down with the second <clears throat> advent thing. So advent basically is like a waiting or anticipation or an expectation, like something that you're hoping uh, for. And, of course, when it comes to, came to, the arrival of God in, in, uh, in the flesh uh, to save mankind, um, that, that was a big Thing that his people were anticipating, mm-hmm. so, right? Uh, those who were looking for him, anyway. And so we kind of—I don't want to say reenact that because he's already come, but th- that's kind of what Advent does: is it again prepares us or kind of causes us to go back, right? Um, <clears throat> of course, all throughout the, the Old Testament, remember, remember, remember is something that's in scriptures to his people all the time. We even see it—you know—Paul uh, does that in his epistles a lot of time to the church to remember. And so, really, it's it's. It's something that we're remembering, even though it was an sure. anticipation of yeah. this thing. And we'll hopefully, both, we look back to the first advent as we look forward to the second advent. There you go. So looking back and forward at the same time. Totally. Well, and hopefully setting kind of 
I don't know, setting the table of anticipation for people even to prepare their hearts for Christmas. Because I think so many, there's so many distractions or so many things that can capture our hearts this time of year that aren't, you know, really that important. We're talk about this. Too. And so, and so th- that's, that's partly why I'm, I'm glad we're doing it. Um, yeah. Because I, hopefully it just hurts to get people in the right mindset yeah. to prepare their hearts for the importance of what this is really about. Yeah. Because right? if, no, yep. if for nothing else, the, the, the fact that we remember, w- which can be a calibration, because yeah. yeah, like you said, the distractions are are plentiful this time of the year. There's a there's a total secularizing right. of Christmas. Um, in fact, that is probably more legitimate in its origins than what the Christian does with it. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've kind of just done what we do with everything. You know, we we take a date that that was, you know, have pagan origins or secular origins, and go. Well, we're going to make this Christian. Right. We're, we're going to redeem it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which which we're actually going to talk about too. So why have we not? We've already kind of alluded to this, but let's just go into it. Why have we not always done the Advent thing here at the door? Because <laughs> we're rebels? Because we're rad. Because <laughs> we're rebels who just don't like it. to do things the way everybody else does them? No. I, for me, it's the— We hate tradition. There's something about kind of that rote tradition that, for me, reminds me of kind of the, the religion I was brought up in, Roman Catholicism, where you just did these things every year— because they, you know, that was, I don't know. So when ex- I was expected. looking into this this week, yeah. almost everything that came up first for miles was all Catholic. What had to do with Advent. Well, which is why Lutherans like it too, yeah. I mean, they still like Jesus <laughs> on the cross, so yeah. let's still act like he never right. went to the cross. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there, Sorry, that was bad. That was a, that yeah. was a low blow right there. There are just a lot. There's just a lot of things that the traditions, which traditions in themselves aren't bad. Yeah. But um, sometimes you know it's just that that's that they do the same things year after year after year, and it becomes it can lose its meaning if you're not careful. And and so I think kind of kicking against some of that is partly why we haven't haven't done it. Um, Yeah. I think for me, I just didn't grow up with it, and so it just hasn't ever been something that's on my radar. So the 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 pennies. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're, they, pennies, don't, yeah. they, they don't do Advent? I, I don't think they normally well, do. At least yeah. the tradition I grew up in didn't. I'm, I'm assuming Figured that's it'd be true. another reason to get out of tambourine for yeah. four weeks. No, you don't need a reason to get out of tambourine there. Okay. There's, uh, you can just bring it. Okay. <laughs> I, I think a lot of it for us has been that we're so gospel-centered. Like, we're so, like, this stuff constantly, including the incarnation, you know, uh, God in the flesh, all that stuff, um, is so commonplace in all of our sermons and pre- like it's something sure. we're so we're so passionate about such a staple in our preaching from week to week that it's it's really hard to act like it's something completely different yeah <laughs> or unique right sure um kind of kind of like your your funny quote or meme of the baptist like if if, if you're gospel centered then it's hard to think that easter is this bigger thing than what you're doing the rest of the year or the, the coming sure. of God is this bigger thing than what you're teaching on the rest of the year anyway. No, it's the same with Easter. Uh, you can try to get kind of a heightened expectation or heightened meaning, but if, if, the, if this is meaningful to you every day of the, you know, of the year, it's it's hard to pretend that it means more today than it did every other day. And Right. So, yeah, yeah I, I relate to that very much. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe the, the bigger thing is that, um, you know, like, like people come – Easter and Christmas, and, and so maybe there's the, kind of this added pressure, like we got to make this a big thing exactly, because exactly. of the visitors mm-hmm. that come. Which we're glad that visitors come, you yeah. know, any any time, and especially you know those holidays that draw them in. But you know, we tend to feel the pressure to kind of go big, yeah, for the sake of the visitors. There's definitely more pressure on the on the on the preacher on us, yeah. you know, on the pastor. Yeah. Like like you gotta, you, gotta like you got to drum come back. Like you got to drum something up that you don't normally drum up, and it's it's like this weird. 
thing. Well, and at the end of the day, it's something you really can't improve upon. Right. Um, I mean, you can't improve (laughs) upon the the good news of the gospel. Yeah, sure. And so to feel like you've got to somehow do that is ridiculous. For sure. For sure. We should take the pressure off of ourselves for that. There you go. But we don't. So, so Advent, when it comes to remember, it, it's like you said, it's hard to pretend like we don't know that Christ already came <laughs> yeah. and already gave himself yeah. for, for the sins of the world. Um, and yet, we're in this position as the church where we are, we are also looking forward to uh, the next Advent. We're looking forward to you know, his return and um, what he's going to bring and set up yep. at that time. Yeah. Uh, so it, it works out. We can get by and find excuse. Christmas, where does it come from? Let's the go that way. Birth direct. of Jesus? Should a Christian even celebrate? Have you, you've known these people, haven't you? I've got one pretty close to me that now it's like, Christians shouldn't be, Christians shouldn't be doing this stuff. Um. They shouldn't be celebrating Christmas. Like, that's a pagan, you know, and it's like, okay. So what do you say to those people? I would agree that Christians should not celebrate pagan events, like, and, and pagan it up. Right. But, pagan <laughs> it up. Yeah. So it's a good phrase. tree and decorating it, paganing it up. Could be, I suppose, if you're, if you're decorating it. Putting you lights know, on your house. If you're doing it like in a pagan way with pagan <laughs> ornaments. What about blue lights? If you're wearing goat leggings, <laughs> I'd say, yeah. If you put a goat's out. head on the top of your <laughs> yeah. tree. Yeah, pagans and are blue lights. Pagan. Blue lights are like pretty much of the devil, in my opinion. I think red, too. but Okay, red. Blue just doesn't say Christmas at all. So hmm. I don't know. That's yeah. an abomination to me. What do you think, Chad? <laughs> I'm all about the white lights at Christmas. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know if that was the question he was asking. That was not the but that's, question. Yeah, that's good to yeah. know. Just getting that out there on the record. So does Christmas <laughs> exist because that's the day that Jesus was born on? Maybe. Or maybe not. <laughs> Most likely not. <laughs> no. There, I don't know any scholars that believe that that was the day. Well, that we don't Jesus know the day. Correct. And so, you know, there's a 365. <laughs> Or, you know, out of one out of three, what's chance, you know, whatever, however okay. you want to put it, that, that it could have been that day, but probably not. Yeah. When you go back to the, the origins, there, it's pretty much, from what I've seen anyway, we can talk about. Uh, again, like, like most of our holidays, started as a secular, you know, a, a pagan, if you want to call it that thing, uh, where it uh, had to do with uh, winter uh, harvest or winter festival. Sol- solstice. And then you had this. On the other end, you have this Chris Kringle guy that this lore has grown up around who was extremely giving and um, and kind of this legend grew. And so you've got kind of these origins, and then it seems like the Christians came along and, and said, I know what we can do with this, you know. And uh, Martin Luther even um, did that by bringing a tree in. And there's a whole thing you can read on his theology of what the tree symbolized and why he erected it in his house and put candles in it and you know, which is not safe at all. That just blows every fire code um, back then. It seems so. like the they behavior codes back then. Sounds like the behavior of a drunken man. Yeah, I'm not accusing Luther of that. It, it's like, I don't know. I'm going to chop down a tree and bring it inside. Luther yeah. was plowed. Yeah, Might have been. <laughs> when he when he brought the tree in. Right. Yeah. So so bottom line is there is a lot of secularization that comes with Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then here in America, or at least in our lifetime, let's just leave it there. Um, there's also this religious, for some of us, um, you know, like, uh, you know, draw to it and, and appeal to it and, and whatnot. So um, where, and I think this is maybe where people get confused, Christians get confused, is because Christian uh, Christmas is so secularized. No matter how religious you are, no matter how long you've been a Christian, and you try to put your own spin on it, like you can just see like the the weirdness of what right. what the rest of the world does with it, and you almost don't want to participate. What are some of the ways that 
that it's secularized? Where do we see that? Just the materialistic, the materialistic nature of it. You know, the money spent and the even the money we spent this year. Oh yeah, you know, it it just. When do they start putting Christmas decorations up in stores now? Is it like September, August? Seems early. Yeah, October at least. <laughs> or, yeah. or do they just stay up year-round? They're going to be staying up year-round. For There's going to be a time when these stores just have permanent Christmas. It's a, it's a money-making, yeah. you know, obviously a money-making deal. And, and it's kind of gross when you look at the commercialization of it and sure. and the materialistic nature of it. Right? Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's true that we've mingled a lot of our religion into the the secular roots of it you know what i mean um in ways i didn't even think of when i was a kid but the older i get i'm starting to think of these things so like i'm thinking right now of like some of the songs like the the christmas carols and the christmas songs that we have um i'm gonna read you guys tell me what's wrong with this and what's right with this i'm gonna gonna, gonna, you ready for a little what's wrong with this sure what's right with this? let's do it all right let me uh put it in real quick <clears throat> waiting for are you, are you to actually play play the tunes? Heck no, I'm not playing this. Are, are you, you going to sing them for us? I'm trying to uh, find lyrics, and I should have probably if, had this up already. <laughs> if this is Grandma got run over by a reindeer, I know what's wrong yeah, with Yeah, there's it. something wrong with that. No. <laughs> Although I did used to sing that with my grandpa when I was growing up. Oh, wow. Like I have fond memories of singing that with my grandpa. That's messed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody knows this one. Okay. Better watch out. better not cry better not better not pout and i'm telling you why santa claus is coming to town yeah he sees you (laughs) when you're sleeping you're you're jumping he's making a list first (laughs) before he's peeping on you he's making a list he's checking he's checking it twice he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice so now we're talking about being good being bad because santa claus is coming to town Uh, sees, here's the freaky part. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Knows when you've been bad or good. So, be good. You, for goodness' sake, be good yeah. for goodness' sake. So, so like, what is this? This is a fantastic parenting <laughs> strategy. Is what it is. Right. <laughs> First of all, what's wrong with this? Well, it, so it is a fantastic. Yeah, there's some theological fallacy. It's a it's there. a lie. <laughs> so it's completely false and fabricated and made up. So, but yeah. it's a great way to, to get your kids to morally behave, okay. so that they get presents. So yeah. if you don't mind lying to your children, and uh, you know, getting them to get them to behave, it's a great strategy <laughs> for a few weeks out of the year. Like it's not a year-round strategy to get your kids to behave that way, not unless you sing it to them every every <laughs> every couple of weeks. Does it seem yeah. like 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 a deification? Like oh a, yeah, of, sure. Of Santa, this Santa, Santa Claus character legend, like we like we crossed the stream somewhere. Yeah, right. he's, the, he's the ultimate judge that's going to determine whether you're good or bad. He's he yep. he knows all. He sees all. You know, and he's um, the he, jury and the executioner yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So so Santa, I, I maybe didn't completely understand this as a kid but like the, it was kind of there that there was this this yeah this crossing of the streams where, where god is this person and this person is god and mm-hmm. they're the same thing and that can screw some stuff up for a lot of years if you if you grew up thinking that yeah, and i was probably, never told any different we probably should have marked this episode not kid friendly and hopefully there's no kids <laughs> listening in right now and we're just totally wrecking oh, Santa for yeah, we're gonna have some angry parents <laughs> at us huh right all right how about this one <laughs> This one's e- this one's even scarier, I think. Um, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus right down Santa Claus Lane. Uh, Vixen and Blitzen 
and all his reindeer <laughs> pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all are merry and bright. So hang your stockings and what? Say your prayers. Say your prayers because huh. Santa Claus comes tonight. The heck does that yeah, mean? So, so who are we praying to here? <laughs> That's what I mean. It is like deified here, right? Yeah. It even gets worse. Uh, uh, la, 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 if I can find. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Here comes Santa Claus right down Santa Claus Lane. He'll come around with chi- uh, chimes ring out that it's Christmas time again. Peace on earth will come to all if we just follow the light. So let's give thanks to the Lord above. Because Santa Claus comes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought of that, dude? I've like never these words? Paid That's just crazy, bro. These are like yeah. the most like popular <laughs> songs we have in Christmas culture as Americans. And they do this weird, there's this weird mingling stuff going on. Sure. You're saying prayers, you're giving thanks to the Lord because Santa's coming. Uh, and then following the, like, it's just weird That's the way that it's all. Strange blending of things. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. It is a strange blending of things. And then don't even yeah. get me started on Don and Gay Apparel. Yeah. Oh, well, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now you're really going to get us in trouble. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Better use thought, that word properly. That's what I thought you were talking about. Happy. Happy yeah. attire. Yeah. Don't we now are happy yeah. apparel. That is weird. Yeah. I've never noticed that, that in that song It at goes all, on but, and on. Yeah. But, and these, but these are some of the most popular songs we have. So these are the ones when you're walking in a department store or whatever it is you got going during the Christmas. Song. These are the ones you're hearing the most. Right. Right. And we grew up hearing these things, and I don't think we really stop and think about, like, how these words are put together, like right. what the message is actually sending. Um, but we can actually gain a stupid theology out of not paying attention to what these hmm. things are saying <laughs> towards <laughs> Christmas or towards whatever. So when you look at stuff like this, like this ridiculous, and start to pay attention to it, you might start thinking, like, yeah, Christmas is kind of, sure. not yeah, it's a strange blending, but there's also the extreme you can go to where you you literally start to um, ban every holiday. You ban every you know. Sure. You can go crazy the other direction with it because of this too. So this is kind of where yeah. I'm, where we're yeah. going. That's a perfect segue good. to First Corinthians. You're like good. Get <laughs> off. Like don't sing another song, no, dude. Like don't that's do not this. What I meant. First Corinthians <laughs> eight. Happy I helped. This is kind of where I wanted to go with it, and this has to do with. To me, this is one of the most important chapters when it comes to Christians that sit around wondering what they can do, what they can't do, where right. they can shop, where they can't shop, um, what they listen to, what yeah. they don't listen like, this, As far as a principle established, like this is such an important one to me for the, ch- to the, to the, for the church to grab onto. It's 1 Corinthians 8. One of you guys want to tell me real quick what's going on here? Or tell, tell our faithful viewers. I forgot to bring my Bible What's today. Yeah. The hustle and bustle s- of trying to get up here. Are you even serious right It's now? downstairs. Uh, this I was forgot a, to bring it up. So. Corinth, you had you had a lot of temple worship, idol worship going on, and they had, they had food that had been sacrificed <laughs> to idols. The food that was left over, you could kind of buy a, a low-cut rate at the meat market so you could get a special, you know, half-off steaks mm. that, uh, you know, had been offered to idols kind of thing. And yep. and it became this, this tension between the Christians yeah. Uh, as to whether it was okay to purchase that meat because of the uh, in, you know the fact that it was associated with something evil yep. or not, and so Paul was addressing that. Yeah, so they basically had the monopoly on 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 the meat trade, yeah. the meat market, uh, and they were sacrificing this meat at the same time and kind of had this little deal going on. So, um, so that's what it is. First uh, Corinthians chapter eight. We'll just start in one. We'll read a little bit, and I'm going to ask a couple questions here. Now, again, this is like titled "Food Offered to Idols." That's obviously the subject. 
but that's not really what matters here. There's a principle. There's right. a re, there's a principle that's going to be established that's extremely important, which is why Paul is doing this. So actually, there's two. We're not going to so much go into the second one, but the first one is kind of what what we want to zoom in on. It says now concerning food offered to idols, we all know. This, even the way he starts out is important. We all know that all of us possess knowledge, and this knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence. That's like underline that. (laughs) And and that there is no God but one. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, lowercase g and l. Uh, yet there, for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge, but some through former association with idols, eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you who has knowledge eating in an idol's temple, he will will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? Or did I say encouraged? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died, thus sinning against your brother and wounding his conscience. Uh, when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Now, I don't think um, uh, the putting off of meat for the sake of our brother is across the board, like, for everything. I mean, there's, there's, there's places where that makes sense, where we actually... <clears throat> can in a valid way stumble our brother and therefore not do it. Um, there's other things that, that may not. Uh, well, I think it's but, important that we define what it means to stumble. And yeah. So stumbling well, a brother is not offending a brother. Right. Right. If, if you know, if someone sees you drinking a there beer, they're offended by it. That, that's not what stumbling is. Stumbling here is leading someone into sin because of your liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it's important that we understand that. Yeah. So that, that's that's the right way to put it. I was messing up how I was trying to say that. No, you were messing up. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate that. No. Uh, so it sounds like what's going on here with food offered to idols sounds like something a Christian should not participate in, like hard boycott. And, <laughs> and we're doing it more now than ever. Like there's a lot of this boycott stuff in the Christian world going sure. on. You boycott. Cancel you know, culture. Yeah, Disney. You boycott this place. You boycott. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the cancel thing. This sounds like a reason to cancel this place. Like. Because they're offering mood, uh, you know, food to idols, and yet Paul doesn't say that. Why? Like he's he's acting like this isn't something that that we need to think about boycotting. Why? <laughs> yeah. Number one, because meat is delicious. Because <laughs> meat, you can't live without you. Right. Uh, no, number two, because he he understands that these idols aren't real. That they're mm-hmm. these these so called yeah, gods they're aren't. They're nothing. It's it, they're they're imaginary fake things that. So it doesn't really matter. And he connects it to the one that has knowledge. Mm-hmm. So he's implying that a believer who's, who's been born again, who's being transformed, who knows God, has had a worldview shift, that he knows that God owns everything in the world, that, that God is the author right. of those things, that God right. is the giver of those gifts, not some made-up thing. And that's why he doesn't boycott it, right? Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to talk about a weak brother and basically implying a strong brother. And I want to ask you guys... 
who is who <laughs> and why. <laughs> Because I think we can read through things like this a lot of times and assume without even stopping, like slowing down our reading to make the proper connections. And for years, I think people can actually have like a wrong view of even a passage of who's who. So who's who and why? Well, I think here the the weak brother is is the one that doesn't have knowledge. It doesn't have the knowledge of the strong brother. But really, we might say that the weak brother here is, is the more conservative brother. Right, the, the one who's more stringent, more more holy, know, legalistic, if you will, yeah, yeah. Uh, self righteous, you know, whatever the case may be. And the stronger brother is the one that, that has liberty, yeah. um, because of the worldview shift that's happened. There you go. Well, he starts the section out by talking about there's a knowledge that puffs up. Yes, there's this big headed knowledge that you know that that kind of eclipses the heart. Yeah, yeah. And, and so exactly what. Chad's pointing out here is that, that there's times when you run into these people that they're just so concerned about everybody following the rules that they've, you know, it's, it's sacrifice over mercy, yes. kind of like what we've been yeah. talking about on Sundays yeah. right now. And, and you see this here yeah. and it's frustrating because again, th- th- there's nothing wrong with the meat because these gods aren't real. Now, right. if this were a real thing, you know, that, right. Right. That, then it's yeah, you, 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 sure. you, it's a game changer, but sure. they're not, it's not a real thing. Right. Yeah. And so for the person that would decry that, you know, we're participating in pagan holidays and celebrating Christmas and Easter or even doing a trunk or treat on Halloween, like that's the weaker brother in this passage. So that's that's exactly where, where obviously we're going with it. Like the principle here should not be lost on us. This is this is something that we all really need to understand as Christians because we'll look at the at the one who who denies himself from more right? and go, that's the spiritual one. Yeah, The Pharisees would do that. Yeah. Like, I don't do this, I do this, like I, I stay away from this, right? They're staying away from all these things and they're patting themselves on the back as if that's um, a measurement of their spirituality and how spiritual they are. Um, and I think we all think that way by default. Sure. But Paul's actually saying the opposite. He's actually saying there's liberty that the Christian has due to their faith, due to their knowledge of who owns everything and where it all comes from. Right. And it actually gives us free, it, it doesn't restrain us, it actually opens us up. Not to sin, right. but to but to the liberty of enjoying God and more things than we think we're allowed to. Right. Yeah, if this were sin, Paul wouldn't be saying what he's saying. It's The, the point is that it's not. Right. Um, one person might consider it sin because of, you know, a weak conscience or lack of knowledge or whatever it might be, but, yeah. but Paul is making it clear this isn't sinful. So it's not like you have a sinful choice and a non-sinful choice. And right. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. I think Christians go that direction. That's not... That's not okay. Where it becomes sin is when you you lead the weaker brother into sin with your liberty. And so if you know, um, you know that a brother struggles with alcohol and you invite him over to your house and you have a beer in front of him, like that's probably not good. Agreed. Probably, probably not wise to do that Agreed. because you have the potential to lead you know this weaker brother into sin. And we've got to pay attention right. to that. Yep. So maybe the thing in and of itself isn't sinful, but but when we take our liberties too far without consideration for you know those whom we love, that's where it becomes a problem. Yeah, for sure. So concerning Christmas, what does this say? Because again, you've got you got you got some Christians that are just straight up like if you participate in this, like you're, you know what I mean. And then you've got other people, yeah. even in the ridiculousness of the materialism and the lights and the the glitz and the glamour and the stupid lyrics in the secular songs that we <laughs> have going in the background of our house as we decorate our tree. Like like, what do you, what 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 do you say to those people that yeah. put up a tree? Put up lights. So it's really... Celebrate the day. (laughs) So it's really a matter of conscience. 
and faith yeah, and knowledge, yeah. just like we're if talking about. If you've got about. somebody, yeah. you know, even we, we run into this with trunk or treat and Halloween and stuff. There are some Christians that their conscience is completely defiled, you know, if they were to take part in that. They, sure. they, they can't do it. And so if you're convinced in your mind that you should not take part in that, don't take part in it. That's yeah. okay. Uh, but don't make that a law for everybody else to yeah, follow. That's good. There you go. um, because for me, Christmas is, you know, again, there are, there are secular, secularized things in Christmas that I don't appreciate. Uh, there are times when I will admit I focus on the wrong things. Yeah. I get all that. But for the most part, sure. Christmas is about Christ, and it's about our family coming together and, and remembering the gift that God has given us in the birth of his son. For sure. And yeah. if that's what you're doing, do it to the glory of God, yep. you know? That's that's great that we get to do that. We have that freedom. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. Romans 14 even talks about that, that, you know, some people regard a day as holy and other people regard it as a there regular day, but like do, do what you do and do it under the Lord and don't give each other yeah. grief about it. Conscience and faith. Yeah. yeah. And if there's compromise, you know, if that, that's where I would be careful, you know, I mean, I think Easter and a lot of these things we, we tend to, I don't know, we, we try to kind of put a foot in the world and a foot in the church and sure. figure out, you know, at some point be honest about what you're doing. If there, That's, if I guess, my point in reading the lyrics to those songs. Yeah. Is it, we've actually, we don't even need... <clears throat> to be taught to do that. We naturally do it. Yeah. But but we even have stuff out there that helps us yeah. do it. <laughs> and, and right. so just have your eyes open. Like but pay I, attention I, to I why would you make do sure what you do. we are not doing that. If we're right. if we're compromising and, and, and really kind of moving towards the pagan side of this thing in, in a way that's obvious, we probably shouldn't do that. I mean right. that's, that's pretty clear. That would be offensive to God. Yeah, don't, and don't there's rock like, it around the Christmas tree. It, it's idolatry that. at some point. You know, I mean when, yeah. when you were reading that stuff about Santa, I'm thinking it's just straight up idolatry. It's straight up you know some bad juju. It is. So if you've and moved, we bought it all. If you've and, moved and laugh too far, at it and think it's good. And yeah. Sure. If you've moved too far that way, you need to course correct. You know, okay. because yeah, that that's not okay. Yeah, we established that we all put up. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> we established that we all put up trees in our house, right? Yeah, it's a fake tree count. Well, a fake one would err on the side of sin, <laughs> right? Like we all know that. If the lights are blue, <laughs> well, then double double sin. <laughs> um, does the tree like have a certain meaning to you guys, or do you just do it because it's American tradition and that's what we do, and we grew up doing that? And I don't know. It just yeah. marks the time of year. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's you it know, does. I'm not a huge tradition guy, but but there's just certain things that mark the time of year and remind you, you know, that, that's one of them for me. Sure. If we yeah. didn't have one, it would be the end of the world. Yeah. Um, but I I definitely like it. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, smell. That. The you know, there's just it's nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it doesn't draw me closer to God. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think it does anything like that. I mean, the lights. You know, I, I suppose you could. Yeah. But it's that time where you're spending it together with your family, doing these things. You're creating. Yeah, for sure. Kind of a bond in your family. That's you know the kids and the it houses all the presents. And it does. Right. Not all of them, David. <laughs> Not all of them. Holy moly! Yeah. No. My mine yeah. has grown to have like more of a significance. The 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 tree because like. The rest of the year, like we have house plants and yeah. stuff in the house. Like even people that have a problem with you cutting a tree and bringing it in the house probably have like plants in their house that are live or stuff they brought in from the garden or whatever. So it's kind of a ridiculous thing. But this tree is a little different because it's a little bigger, takes up a prime spot in the house, right? And then it's like lit up and decorated, and it has it has grown on me. It, like I, I can't help but to think of the tree of Christ every time I like that this is a right. different kind of tree but yeah. not one that's old and rugged uh, but one that's beautiful <laughs> the old rugged tree but I've even gone okay. as far as to to change out the bulbs to red ones and I and I like the red on the tree and that has significance hmm. to me too that might be I'm not trying than, to make yeah. you guys feel like I'm more spiritual than you in this but I, I <laughs> you, you might be though but I am starting to kind of like create my own like proper theology for myself through some of these things sure hmm. i don't know red seems worse than blue crimson 
No, Green. not lights. Bulbs. White lights. Oh, Light oh, of the world. Ornaments. All right. the bul- ornaments are red. The bulbs yeah. are red. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like every, all, all these little things I, are kind of significant to me. Okay. Yeah. No, it looks legit. I think we ought to do door door Christmas bulbs next year. <laughs> Christmas ornaments. We could sell them. I think they would be a hot seller. We could sell them for a lot of money. We could participate in the Limited edition. Of Christmas. Special edition. <laughs> Not offered to idols. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it'll come with a uh, pork chop. Like yeah, we, so we can wrap some talking. meat. Yes. Yeah. That was offered to idols, but redeemed. Yeah. The red bulb with a pork chop. <laughs> My point is, and even looking through Corinthians 8, got off track, Christian can redeem things. And a lot of that has to even do with just our knowledge of who owns everything. And yeah. we don't come to that knowledge until we come to faith. <laughs> but right. once we come to faith, we start to be transformed in how we view and interpret the world around us. That's one of the beautiful things of it. Um, even holidays, even stuff like that we that we used to have a bad idea about. And, and Christians redeem things Absolutely. all the time. And so it, it doesn't, from that standpoint, look as foolish that pagans come up with Halloween and then Christians go in and make it harvest or make it Reformation Day or whatever, repurpose it, or that, you know, a pagan comes up with Christmas, uh, you know, the origin, and then the Christian comes in and says, no, nah, this is the birth of Jesus, we're going to do this here. Like, like right. it's okay that we can take these things and repurpose them and redeem them right. for who and what matters most, I guess is my yeah, point. absolutely. So, okay. Yeah, cool. I, think, I think that the idea that God makes all things new— um, including us, uh, it, it's something that it's it's lived out. There's there's things that from my past that um, for a long time kind of held a, a, a weird hold on for me sure. or had a negative connotation in my life, and I, I couldn't take part in those things because yep. it just didn't. And then as time has gone on and, and God has made them new, redeemed them, made sure. them, it's changed. Yep. And and you know, so things that I listened to before that I you know now it doesn't it doesn't do anything weird like that. Sure. So I, I don't know. I think we With need the to exception understand. of gangster rap. I still can't listen to that. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Opera, I never opera. could listen to that. Yeah, opera is out too. That's for the devil. I'm just kidding. But but I think the point is that, that we're all in, we're all in a different process of Absolutely. sanctification. And so you know what what's right for one guy and what's right for another guy could be something very different. Yeah, and, sure. and so we need to have grace for each other in that mm-hmm. regard, knowing that God is. You know, he's he's doing something different in each one of us right. while he's making us holy, yeah. while he's redeeming us. For sure. So, And that's yeah. the key is grace for each other. Yep. Um, so it's not it's not just that because someone doesn't like something, we all need to be miserable with them. Yep. In, unless it's a sinful thing. I mean, obviously, right, there's, right. there's a different thing here. But also the other way, just because someone enjoys something that you don't, doesn't mean they're in sin. Doesn't right. mean they're necessarily doing anything wrong before God at all. And so it's, right. it's that the knowledge of that even mm-hmm. that will that will help us as we go forward and live together. Yeah. That was a short episode. It, it, there were so many things. Sorry, just to add, there were so we could many, get there, breakfast there, burritos. We could. <laughs> there, there are so many things about about Christmas that that point us to Christ if we're looking for it. Yeah. Even as weird as some of those song lyrics were, you know, like like Santa is is a shadow, right? Like there's a better Santa in in Christ. Like you know, Christ gives and you know we receive and and, and you know we give gifts to each other yep. um, because God is a giver. And, and I mean, there's all these things that if we're paying attention to them. Um, you know, that jump out at us, that remind us of who Christ no is and what he's done, yeah. um, even in the secularization of the holiday yes. season. Um, you know, for That's actually Christian. kind of a cool thing that we have that opportunity because yes. there's all these substitutes out there and we get to point people to the real thing. Yep, right. So even like when our kids were in school and stuff, you know, they're, they're going to come home with bad information and we get to be the right. ones that correct, correct that and, get, and, and yep. point them to the truth. Yep. Yeah. And so all of these things are opportunities, not you know, I, I don't know. I'm excited. It makes me excited yeah. to think about it in that way. For sure. Um, it's not like we can't have any fun or we just have to, you know, okay, let's shut it all down. Nobody can do anything good or fun and stay away from all that stuff. No, redeem it yep. and, and point right. it to the one that it really, you know, 
the you know the the goodness of of Christ. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we're starting Advent this week. Yeah, both <clears throat> locations. You're starting. I'm in Lapine. Chad's here. And what subject are you teaching on for the first week of Advent? The priest, the, the pri- priest. priestly role of Christ. So Jesus as priest. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then Chad, and I've got Jesus as prophet. Prophet will be the second week of Advent. I'll have King. Yep. The third week of Advent, and then Christmas Day will end on servant. Servant. Yeah. yeah. The aspect of or Christ Jesus is as our a man, as one of us, suffering servant. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's basically what what we're looking forward to, and we're excited yeah. to do it. So. Absolutely. And we're looking back. Yeah. To Incredible thing yeah. that I mean to focus. Hopefully that gets people's hearts oriented in the right way for you know to, yeah. to think about what God has done for us through his son and giving us a prophet, priest, king, and a servant. Well, you've got these three noble, like like very high things that he is that we start with, and then we actually put the the punctuation on that by this low thing (laughs) that he chose to to become, Mm -hmm. which is actually the highest thing. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, hopefully it works out, and I think we're all looking forward to it. So make sure you show up for that and bring people for it. So. Amen. Cool. You guys want to bag on Christmas anymore? Anything else to bag on? <laughs> we're all good. That was like good. the shortest episode we've ever done. It's we should right. call this a special edition. Hey, <laughs> it could be. This yeah. was a special edition. They're all special yeah, they're edition. All I was special told last way. week by somebody that they wished that they didn't have to wait a whole week between these. They wished that we did multiple of these. Wow. Duh. So yeah. Do we have yeah. that much to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we're just that good at what we do. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's it's evidenced by our, our, you know, two listeners. Yeah. <laughs> two viewers. <laughs> that are on it right now. There's two. Our right ten, now. Our tens of listeners. Ding, yeah. Ding. yeah, we've got Don, our faithful, uh, who is here. Hi, and, Don. And uh, Jeff Woodruff is on today. I don't know if hey, I've Jeff. ever seen Jeff make a comment on One Decent Pastor. So, What's uh, up, yes, we got a couple people hanging with us today. Praying for you, Don. We heard uh, we heard we needed to, so we, we're doing that. Yep. Hope you're doing well. Yep, yep. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Lord God, thank you uh, so much for uh, this time of the year. Uh, I thank you that you tell us to remember, um, and that's not just an empty thing when we do, um, but it actually uh, fills us once again with hope um, and renews us in the right ways and centers us in the right ways on what you've already done, how great you've already shown yourself to be. And so we thank you for uh, this time of the year and all that comes with it uh of course for your son uh most the way that this this thing ends by you coming in the flesh uh to redeem us to 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 do uh that thing for us like like chad says that that we could not do for ourselves that we would not do for ourselves and so uh we just thank you for taking the initiative um to uh to capture us and secure us uh in yourself eternally and so I pray that there would be a lot of a lot of joy uh, renewed again this time of the year in your people, um, a lot of hope, uh, a lot of peace, a lot of gratitude uh, towards you. And we thank you for this day today. We thank you for what we get to do here, the things that we get to talk about, and that we enjoy these things that we talk about. Lord, that's all due to you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org. Thank you.